For several days now, I've been noticing demands, suggestions, some complaints that we are, that we should feature Shandesh Khali or what's happening in Shandesh Khali. Apologies to our Bengali viewers if I don't pronounce it right. The incidents there and the reason I've been waiting to feature this on Kartak Clutter is because there's been so much clutter, clutter there. There's still a lot of clutter, but in this environment, which is hugely polarized, there are charges, counter charges, denials, and so on and so forth. And there's a lot of partisanship on all sides. In that situation, I wanted a little more clarity. So what better now than actually having with me the person who has the clarity because she's been on the ground. So this is my colleague Sreyashi Day. Uh, she's sir. based in Kolkata. She's our correspondent in Kolkata. She's visited Shandesh Khali as a reporter. Did I pronounce that right? Yes. Shandesh Khali. Shandesh Khali. All right. So when I get it wrong, she will correct me. Otherwise, she'll get it right. That's what matters. So she's done a tour of duty. Uh, her stories, I will share with you. The links I will share with you with the description. You will also see some of those on the screens as we on the screen as we talk there is also an article an opinion piece by monidipa banerji monidipa banerji who is a well known very senior journalist in west bengal you've seen her on ndtv forever she now writes for us as and when she can find the time i wish she would do that more often so first of all shreyasi i will you have to do most of this right i i am your spectator and i am your uh, i am your I'm your anchor in a way, like it, like an anchor on camera. So I ask the questions and you answer them. So first of all, describe Shandesh Khali for us. You know, the reason I'm asking her to describe Shandesh Khali is that when you, when I tell you that it's been, it's taken some time getting clarity, it's because Shandesh Khali is not that far from Kolkata, but it's not so easy to get to. It also has a very interesting and peculiar and complex, challenging geography. So, Shreyasi, been there, please explain that for us. Uh, geographically, we speak about Shandesh Khali. It comes under the Sundarban region. It's a small island completely cut off by land. So there's no motorable road to reach Shandesh Khali. You have to reach a point and take a ferry to reach Shandesh Khali. Administrative wise, if we talk about Shandesh Khali, while Sundarban essentially comes under South 24 Parganas district in West Bengal, Shandesh Khali part comes under the North 24 Parganas district under Boshirhat subdivision, which is again, we have uh, Nusra Jahan, the MP from Boshirhat, Trinamul Congress MP over there. So the geographic and the administrative peculiarity of this particular area makes it a little difficult for anyone to reach Shandesh Khali. Uh, as we, as reporters, we traverse a lot across districts, but once an area is completely cut off by water, we essentially go to these places when there is a cyclone or when an incident like Shandesh Khali happens, that's when we get to travel to these places because of its um, geographical location. But uh, as you drive down Kolkata, the roads are excellent. But as you approach Shandesh Khali, something that you will of course notice is the kind of water bodies around that area. So as you start getting closer to Shandesh Khali, apart from the river, of course which is there you will see that on both sides land has been cut up into fishing ponds and you will see stagnant water and as far as your eyes go you will not see settlements you will see water bodies after water bodies small ones with 
you know these bamboo barricades or jcp standing by so that is how sandesh khali looks to someone who's uh, approaching it from kolkata so when you say sandesh khali is cut off in the sense that the only way to reach it from mainland is by boat yes how long is the boat ride uh depends on which ferry uh, ghat you take that boat ride from uh the closest one will be dhamakhali uh you uh the, that's where the that's the last point for your vehicle, vehicle to go and then there are these very basic boats which are you know man uh, it's driven by uh, those diesel engines uh, open no security no safety um, bikes come in cycles come in and you know the uh, locals and uh, as well as now with it being in news the media people the police uh, the raf everyone is taking those boats of course the police have a more modernized boat that they travel in but for the locals it's just a normal wooden boat that carries them across 5 minutes 3 rupees for a ticket raf is rapid action force yes right uh, and how far is demakali from kolkata uh the ferry point yes so it takes essentially about 3 hours with traffic uh the roads are good uh, so it's not very difficult to reach uh it's a straight road from kolkata and uh, there are different approach points uh, to reach chandeshkali there are different ferry ghats and uh, why this is interesting is because when the administration decided to impose section 144 what they essentially did was they put section 144 in these ferry ghats stopping the political parties and uh, you know uh, large gatherings to essentially not go into chandeshkali so that became an easier aspect for the administration to manage law and order because of its geographic so the cr- crowds of protesters could not go to chandeshkali that's right yes now see this picture uh, this is a this is a general picture of sundarbans on your screen so you get an idea of the kind of terrain we are talking about uh, and the kind of region this is because chandeshkali just think of the people who live there uh, from what i understand if somebody falls sick somebody gets injured uh, somebody suffers trauma which many people complain in this case that they do they still have to wait for a ferry to go to the mainland absolutely even for sort of serious medical care yes, otherwise they cut off boshirhat being the closest uh, uh, hospital for them uh, apart from that if it's anything more serious they'll have to travel to kolkata for medical and aid. how far is boshirhat uh, boshirhat will not take too much time but again by road around 2 and a half hours still yeah. but can you go there straight by road or you still have to take fa- take a ferry you, to some you to leave chandeshkali or to reach chandeshkali you have to take a it's boat it's an island it's an island it's a, it's, it's a sundarbans island. island so once again see that picture of the sundarbans area this is basically a series of many islands with a lot of mangroves usually quite thinly populated and That's wild right. and because it's swampy lots of mosquitoes and lots of other not very nice guys uh, floating there who could bite or who could spread disease as well so it's a tough area it's to live in it's a tough area now the issue with sandeshkali as i understand from stray stories is basically the charge that this gentleman gentleman or maybe gentleman is an exaggeration this man sheikh shah jahan who is who does have a tmc position the local people there say that he came and grabbed their land so explain that because you talk to people it it is described in your story also so how do they say he grabbed their land and what did he do with those lands listen to this carefully 
uh when we went to shandesh khali to report we spoke to several uh, villagers there we traveled to the villages uh, one after the other and um, the most prominent complaint that actually came out was of land grab and uh, they say that uh, till about 2019 they were growing uh, rice in these fields and this was their main source of income um, west bengal primarily being an agricultural uh, uh, land uh, and they were farmers but soon enough they said that they would just wake up on morning to see that their paddy had been completely uh, spoiled because jcbs had been brought in from um, outside again very interesting because we said that this is an island land and it's very difficult to transport so, so somebody got boats big enough to, to transport jcbs yes, to the island yes and not just one but several of them at least four of them uh, in this particular village that i was in and they said that the entire agricultural produce had been spoiled the crops which were just about to uh, be harvested had been completely uh, you know taken off and these land uh, was then uh, the jcb was used to pull out the soil and then there was the river water that was pumped in what happens essentially when you pump in river water is that the saline uh, you know the salinity of that water increase the land becomes unfertile because of the saline presence of uh, you know in that water and then these lands are then converted into bheris in bengali what are essentially fish ponds so then one only can produce fish in this land in this water but it is it becomes completely unfit to grow any rice any crop thereafter and in case you are wondering how come the river water is uh, salt filled uh that is because this is where the river ganga hugli uh in those parts is meeting the sea these are the mouths of the ganges so this is where the sea water also comes back it's with the tides so sea water and fresh water mix and there are many fish who particularly grow in this water and some of those are really valuable delicacies as well that said this region is among the three biggest fish producing region in india that is that that is east midnapur north 24 parganas and south 24 parganas this is north 24, 24 parganas. parganas that's right and the population you tell me uh, in 2011 census was 164000 people yes, of which approximately region? which region of shandesh khali and then um, if we see the composition further it's about uh, we we found uh, as per the census there were 77% hindus there and 22% muslims there uh, but shandesh khali uh, what i i saw while reporting is that it is predominantly uh, inhabited by hindu families in shandesh khali and then there are other pockets where you will find minorities yeah. but primarily hindu and you know what these are things we need to understand and that's one of the purposes and one of the objectives of karta clutter to put things in to put facts in perspective when you think 164000 in 2000 2011 census oh the people must be producing a lot of babies and by this time it may be 2 and 1/2 lakhs 3 lakhs whatever because there are also stereotypes about muslim populations so first of all the muslim population in the bashirhat constituency which is nusrat jahan's constituency she is a film star she is one of the two women film stars who joined tmc and became 
members of parliament got elected to Lok Sabha the last time, Mimi Chakrabarti being the other one. She's from here and immediately when my impression was that this must be a Muslim dominated constituency. But census tells us that this was 22% Muslim, 77% Hindu. That said, population growth, that was 2011 census, how much could have changed? So I discovered something really interesting, which is birth rates in West Bengal. Birth rates in West Bengal are actually very low. So on so many social indicators, West Bengal has done very well over the decades. You can say credit the left, maybe credit the Congress before that. I don't know, but definitely some credit to the left, some credit to TMC, but most of all credit to Bengali people. Because Bengal's birth rates now in 2020 are only 1.46%. That is really small. That is really low. If you want to make Kapsi comparisons in all of India, then the top of the pops, the champion, of course, is Bihar at 2.55%, followed by Uttar Pradesh, 0.5%. That's twice as much. UP is twice as much as, as, as West Bengal. Bihar is more than twice as much. Madhya Pradesh, 2.4%. Again, about twice as much as West Bengal. Jharkhand, 2.2%. Rajasthan, 2.35%. All of this all of this is higher, much higher than West Bengal. So West Bengal population growth is not that much. In fact, if you look at West Bengal, of the major states, it's 20th in a field of 22 by way of birth rate. In fact, the only two states, only two states among the major states, which have a birth rate lower than West Bengal. I could have said better than West Bengal because conventional logic is that lower birth rates are better, although this might be time for us to start worrying about that and learning from the Chinese experience, revising our opinion. That said, let me get this digression out of the way. The only two major states with a better or lower birth rate than West Bengal are Delhi and Tamil Nadu. And that also is marginal. West Bengal is 1.46%. Delhi and Tamil Nadu have 1.4%. So this is not a state, first of all, the first stereotype that this is a state or this is a region which has a lot of Muslims, large Muslim majority. That's not true, neither in this constituency nor in this cluster of villages. And second, West Bengal is not a state where population is rising very fast. If anything, the population today is below replacement levels. That said, tell us what exactly happened. What exactly are these incidents? As I understand, this started on 5 January when these raiding parties of enforcement directorate were attacked. In January, uh, the ED had uh, left from Kolkata very early in the morning and they reached uh, Sheikh Shah Jahan's house uh, after his name cropped up during the investigation of the alleged Russian scam that the central agency is investigating currently. And uh, when the ED reached Sheikh Shah Jahan's residence, they found it was locked. And while they were trying to uh, break open the house, the locals came in by the numbers and attacked the ED offic officials. It became a very big news uh, point. Of course, back then. And the when, locals collected or all of a sudden in a small place? Uh, they started uh, collecting slowly. Uh, according to the enforcement directorate before the High Court, uh, it was said that Sheikh Shah Jahan had made calls from uh, inside the house and that's how the locals had He gathered. was there at that point. That, uh, according to the enforcement directorate and the call records that they have, that Sheikh
Sheikh Shah Jahan was present inside the house. He made phone calls, and that's when the locals had gathered and then uh, attacked the enforcement directorate But how officers. How big was this mob? It was more than uh, it was almost thousand. And uh, the ED officers had sustained injuries. Three of them were hospitalized. The governor had gone to visit uh, the ED officers as well, and uh, this was essentially the first time that uh, any central agency officers had been attacked in such a way in West Bengal. So the injured ED ED people also would have had to be evacuated by ferries. By uh, in fact it was the media who had rescued the ed officers because their car had been vandalized and uh, the security forces that they had with them uh, were they, they raided with central forces in west bengal so and other parts of the they brought their car on, on no, the boat they they so, so, so sheikh shahjahan's residence is not inside chandesh khali it's in this place called shorberia which is an approach road to right. chandesh khali so uh, they were in their cars but they again they they were there with central agencies because they get security Uh, in West Bengal, uh, and they were attacked, and the media came and rescued the ED officials. Their laptops were snatched, their wallets were snatched, uh, the documents that they were carrying were snatched by the locals, and uh, they had not, um, they had no clue that this would have unfolded in hours of them reaching that place, and uh, that was how it was almost like throwing a stone at a beehive. That's what the ED essentially did, and that is the. beginning of shandesh khali's uh, unrest do you know something about the community wise mix of this mob that collected was uh, it more muslims more hindus both uh that would be difficult to say because i wasn't present there when the attack happened uh, but uh, it was mostly locals from around so there would be a mixed gathering of both uh, hindu and muslim population but uh, essentially these were supporters of sheikh shah jahan who holds a post in the trinamool congress and uh, they had come in to uh, protest against the ed raids in um, sheikh shah jahan's residence so two questions uh i'm figuring which one to put first but let's put the man first who is shah jahan describe him to to us and also then tell us what is the ration scam uh so sheikh shah jahan essentially is a trinamool congress strongman in north 24 parganas um if you talk about his post uh, in the trinamool congress he is shandesh khali block one sabhapati uh, of the trinamool congress uh he started his he's uh, not an mla he is not he does not hold any uh, public uh, post of an mla or an mp he essentially started as a, a strongman to his uncle who is a gram pradhan in the cpim regime in shandesh khali and he used to do these odd jobs in uh, for the cpim uh, but like you know so uh, did the nephew also work for was was he also in cpim not officially Sheikh he had Jahan he had not joined but he was his uncle's shadow that's where he started picking up the but uncle skills. was in cpim yes he was a gram pradhan uh, during the cpim regime and um, sheik shahjahan he learned the the trick of the trades back then while working for his uncle on the sideline so it essentially meant controlling the bricklins over there the bheris that became becomes the central talking point of the shandesh khali unrest uh he became the muscle man over there in shandesh khali so uh when we as media went and spoke to the locals there they said that even a leaf doesn't move without the permission of sheikh shah jahan in shandesh khali which goes on to explain how powerful he is 
and uh, thereafter he joined the trinamool congress uh, the youth wing of the trinamool congress and he's been with the party since then he's been seen in several party programs and of course like anyone else he has his aides and the two most prominent aides in this case of course uttam shardar uh, and you have shibu hajra who we will come to in a bit uh, related to this uh, entire episode that we are talking about and uh, sheikh shahjahan essentially came into the news during this ed raids on the rashid he disappeared he hasn't been caught yet he hasn't been caught as yet he's been absconding since the raids that took place in january and uh, despite all the complaints that are coming out and uh, with uh, state administration saying that they will be taking action uh, he still remains at large um his name was cropped up in the rashan scam the alleged scam that the so what ED- is the rashan scam so basically uh, the uh, food minister of west bengal jyoti priya malik was arrested in uh, the rashan scam that is being looked in by, by the ed, ED. enforcement directorate and uh, they claim that a lot of the pds money was siphoned through accounts in dubai and this is a really very big scam amounting in uh, thousands of crores uh, that's what they have said before the court in which uh, jyoti priya malik was uh, you know he uh, just lost for, his job i believe he was just suspended he just, he just from the party. post uh, from his cabinet post last yeah. week and um, the ed has found of course the money trail which they essentially investigate that how rashan money that was meant for the farmers there were fake farmers list that was put up and the, these this money was transferred to trinamool congress uh, leaders and jyoti priya malik's accounts including his family members and the money was then siphoned through dubai and uh, there has been a big money uh, nexus that has happened in this particular rashan which is supposed to be meant for the, for the poor. poor people and uh, the ed is still investigating this matter and in during the investigation uh, they claim the ed claims that sheikh shahjahan's name came up uh, as one of the payoffs that uh, jyoti priya malik had done and that is why they had gone to uh, examine and raid sheikh shahjahan's house essentially to see if they find any rashan scam related documents or data with him okay. to and that's when this attack took place that's when now, this attack took place now to understand this what exactly happened and what are people protesting about uh, let me try and uh, tell you a little briefly but based entirely on what shreyasi has told me and what i read in her story that they say that sheikh shahjahan's people came once one morning they appeared there with jcbs and basically said this is our land you are you might be growing paddy here but that doesn't matter to us we'll be growing fish here right and so they destroyed the paddy fields and then they dug a little bit soil is very soft there it's very easy to dig a little deeper if you have jcbs use the same soil to maybe make the boundaries and put bamboo uh, barricades there and in those ditches that they made those shallow ditches they filled the river water which was salt laden salty river water and then put the seed for the fish they wanted to grow this is fish many varieties of fish which grow in salty lightly salty water that's isn't right. it that's right and and this is a very lucrative business and for which they say the the villagers say that they promised them a certain amount of money 
what was the money uh, so uh, they said that these lands were essentially taken up by these uh, trinamool congress leaders on an annual lease of approximately 6000 rupees a year Pardon? so for the land that they took no, so no, there how was how much land per six uh, just per person whoever so some people had a uh, few acres some people had half an acre uh, they were all growing paddy together that's what they say right so um land land holdings are very small in this area that's right and when we ask them that they, do they have any documents to prove how much land they had or whether it belongs to them at all they said they didn't have documents but it was the land that they had been using for agriculture for years and their family had been growing paddy another point that i must uh, put out here is that most of the houses had the young men out as migrant workers they are mostly working in tamil nadu is what i understood over there uh, so the young men are out of the village working elsewhere to earn a living and these homes in shandesh khali are now with the women uh, aged in-laws and their children so that's the composition of the house so when these men would force to land grab it would be the women who would come out to protest but there was very little that they could do and it was almost like an unsaid rule that once this jcb comes in and once they take control you have no say on that land and, you have no part to and play this, and this compensation compensation was never paid the compensation was never paid since, was for years for, for years me. so some lost their land in 2019 some lost it during covid in 2020 21 but till date they haven't been paid any money and you know what there will be and there is a lot of what about re in this situation because it is a very polarized situation bjp versus tmc is a bare knuckles fight in in fact it's much more intense than what we might describe as a mere bare knuckles fight yet a few facts you cannot challenge such as in 2023 that is may of 2023 west bengal government passed a notification regularizing all water bodies in this area which existed before 7/11 2017 so if this shahjahan grab these lands before then which seems to be the case and converted these from paddies from lush paddies into his fish ponds that act was regularized by this west bengal government notification in may 2023 and then there was also a rate fixed for this which was quite small the it per bigha yes it was quite small per bigha it, it was very small so this was like government allowed the lease of these lands government sanctified the takeover of these lands and that is what one of the things that villagers were protesting about yes uh, they said that they had not been paid the money uh, they had lost control of their land and of course uh, what essentially their primary problem was that because of this they have lost their uh, livelihood so they don't have enough money to run a family because the land that was giving them the money to run their homes was missing now and when and when they went to somebody with grievances uh, they were told to go to one of his thugs so one of his strong men so of course we asked that you the the main moot question is that why is it all coming out now why are women complaining of sexual harassment why are we talking about land grab in shandesh kali why are we talking about so many problems in shandesh kali now if something like this had been going on for years going on and everyone knew about it 
the locals tell us that essentially whenever they went to the police station with complaints there is only one police station in Chandeshkali and whenever they went there with their complaints they were not registered even if it was a domestic problem they say even if it was a problem with their husband the police would not interfere and they would direct them to the party office where Shibu Hajra would be there and they would say that you know go talk to Shibu Hajra he will find a solution the Shibu Hajra is a key character there key, key character figure. and also very close aid of Sheikh Shah Jahan I'd say strong man of Absolutely. Yes. So, has he been arrested now? Shibu Hajra has been arrested only on Saturday after, of course, the kind of stories that were coming out, the public outrage over there in Shandesh Khali led to the arrest of Shibu Hajra. And the Hajra. other guy, Uttam Sardar? He was arrested before Shibu Hajra and he was also suspended from the party officially for six years. Now, tell us what happened because what is the sense? Because on the one hand, you will say, People will say, oh, massacres have taken place. Babies have been grabbed from mothers' arms and thrown on the ground and crushed. Uh, mass gang rapes have taken place. The other side will say it's exaggerated. So what, what is your sense of what happened? Uh, when we walked into the village, uh, everyone seemed very upset with the fact that uh, their grievances had not been heard their problems had not been addressed and uh, they had been pushed to the wall and thus they had to come out and protest and make their voices be heard. What happened on the 8th of February when the government was presenting its budget in the Vidhan Sabha in Kolkata, women in Chandesh Khali came out in large numbers with brooms and sticks in their hands protesting against the state government. Um, the biggest narrative that came out from these protests was that women were sexually harassed in masses in the party office. Uh, we spoke to several such women and uh, of the locality and they said that they were called to the party office at odd hours. They were made to sit there. They were made to cook. They were made to sit. Uh, they were told that they would have to take part in rallies. Uh, these phone calls came at 10 in the morning. 10 in the night, 11 in the night. And when such phone calls came, attendance was mandatory. There is no way you can not be present. Everyone knows everyone there. And if you're not present, your husband is attacked, you're attacked, your family is attacked. This is the kind of complaints that were coming out. Were they touched inappropriately or was there molestation? Uh, the ones that we spoke to, no one... No one said that they had been sexually harassed or they had been raped uh, because these are the, uh, you know, allegations that have been made by political parties as well. And we've been seeing it and reading it everywhere. Then the next question, of course, is do they know someone who had been sexually harassed in their locality, in their village that, you know, had gone through this ordeal and... Um, they couldn't give any names. Uh, when we spoke to the women also, they essentially said that, you know, how do we tell the world about our ordeals? Because if we are sexually harassed, our dignity is at stake. We go back to our husbands. How do we speak about this uh, to everyone else? And how do we convince anyone that we were sexually assaulted as women? Of course, we, when we report, uh, we fact check, we speak to several people. 
also we have to talk to the police because that is a part of our job um the police said that they had not received any complaints of sexual harassment uh, so far a special investigating team was set up uh, many would now come in to say that you know uh, it's the state police team maybe they are hiding facts maybe they're not uh, giving it to the media but we have to go by what the fir's are what the complaints are and uh, trust the justice system of course but as we speak today one case of gang rape has been registered when she filed a complaint on the 8th of february this is according to the director general of police west bengal uh, ips rajiv kumar who held a press conference and said that on the 8th of february when they received a complaint there was no charge of gang rape raised by the woman but later on when she uh, went before the magistrate to record her statement under section 164 of the crpc she alleged gang rape and that's when the police added that charge and arrested shibu hajra on saturday who is now uh, in police remand for the next 8 days and the charge in this fir now includes gang rape as well that's right and this right. is the first case of gang rape that has come out from shandesh kali officially which is being looked in by the police yeah and and this is registered any deaths in this case no fatalities none 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 as yet so as i can see it's it's almost like a story from the movies a lot of the bengali movies of exploitation of, right. a, of of a local dada coming in grabbing your land beating you up not paying you anything basically reducing you to serfdom right? right and which has been happening in west bengal and we thought at least the left claims that they had uh, put this behind them but the fact is that in the process the left created also an army of local thugs and am i right now to say that most of those thugs local thugs and dadas and gundas then walked across to tmc initially of course in 2011 when mamta banerji came into power there was essentially the left and the tmc and there was very little bjp back then in 2011 so uh, the C- cpim voters had essentially gone into the trinamool congress and so had the cadres and workers but of course there has been realignment now with the bjp coming into full force as a uh, opposition party in west bengal you have the isf uh, which has as uh, you know noshad siddiqui as its face in west bengal so there are more uh, political parties now but isf is the muslim uh, leader yes. party for for sharif uh, yes for for sharif cleric and uh, they have a strong presence in not 24 parganas and bhangar of course not being very far from shandesh khali where this entire incident had cropped up uh, but of course the timing of the incident is such that we have the lok sabha elections going to be announced any time in in march uh, is what we are expecting mamta banerji of course fighting tooth and nail against the bjp in west bengal she has uh, vowed to uh, break into that bjp uh, you know vote share that they had got in 2019 of sending 18 mps from west bengal so it's a larger task cut out for the trinamool congress which is already grappling with a lot of scams here in the state of west bengal and now of course shandesh khali coming into the forefront where women are uh, you know out and about raising complaints against against the trinamool congress uh, is going to be a tough uh, one for the chief minister to fire fight and move forward with elections just around so the corner so do you think uh, this has the potential uh, of turning into an equivalent of shingur or nandigram of what those two became for the left um i think 
not as much but of course uh, one cannot deny the similarities between the two the way people have come out and raised their voices against the government and uh, if we talk about Shandesh Khali in the panchayat elections last year the TMC had won 323 seats out of 347 uncontested oh, that's more than 90% uncontested yeah. so it is so, essentially so a 323 out of 347, 347. that's 92% in Shandesh 93%, Khali 93% right uh, and those were one uncontested. Uncontested yeah. by the Trinamool Congress. So when we spoke to, uh, you know, the villagers in uh, Shandesh Kali, they said that they openly said that they were Trinamool Congress supporters, workers, they've been with the party and uh, they had hoped that they will get the money that was promised to them for the land that they had given on lease. But not having those, uh, that money, uh, you know, returned to them. Uh, now, of course, the state government has set up camps. They are taking in complaints of land grab. Uh, the ministers have promised the lease amount to be paid uh, to the villagers but it's coming after uh, you know the villagers had to come out in this way with large protests and you know making it a talking point of course we did see how Smriti Rani the union minister of women and child care came out here in New Delhi and did a press conference against what was happening in Shandesh Khali so of course it's a big talking point and um, uh, the similarities if you ask me between Nandigram Singur uh, movement and this um, I think the role of the opposition um, Back then, we had seen Mamta Banerjee going tooth and nail against the CPIM over these issues, her riding pillion on the bike to enter because back then also, the CPIM uh, had not allowed opposition parties to enter these areas. Police was uh, armed with fire gun. There was, of course, a brutality there. People had died in uh, the land movement. Uh, that had not occurred here, but similarities of seeing the opposition parties like the BJP trying to enter Shandesh Khali. We did see how the uh, party Bengal president uh, Shukanto Mazumdar tried to take a bike ride, uh, you know, till uh, the ferry ghat got, uh, injured. got injured, filed a complaint. So the similarities are quite, quite out there for the people of Bengal to see who have seen the the movements in the past and are witnessing Shandesh Kali. Uh, but uh, whether this will be a quicksand for Mamta or not, of course, time will tell. Uh, if they are able to firefight, bring justice to the people, I don't think that will be a problem. But um, if they continue to deny and if the people are not uh, satisfied with the action taken, uh, it might, of course, uh, backfire. But Again, the primary demand from the locals is the arrest of Sheikh Shah Jahan and he still remains at but he, large. He has to be found because the ED also, ED also wants him. Now, all I can say is that you will, no matter what happens, no matter what what rolls out of Sandesh Kali as we go, go on the, by way of facts and reality, this name, name of the place shall remain, shall keep echoing in your ears until the elections at least, because this will not go away so easily. And for Mamta Banerjee now, it's, this has become a big challenge and a test because the important thing is West, West Bengal is that unlike say in UP or Bihar, UP, particularly UP I will say, where if the BJP gets 50% of the Hindu vote, BJP can win most of the seats. It's not quite so in West Bengal. So pure polarization cannot win BJP the seats that it wants in West Bengal. That is because 
a lot of the women in West Bengal don't just vote as Hindus or Muslims, they also vote as Mamta Banerjee's supporters. So this incident, that is why for the BJP, this comes handy to, to project this, this protest by women and the, and the assaults and exploitation of women to make the point that women are not doing as well as Mamta Banerjee claims in her reign. And that's how the BJP will, would like to pull some of the women vote away from Mamta Banerjee. And that is what Mamta Banerjee really worries about. Because if she begins to lose her women's vote bank, then she's going to be in real trouble. Am I right? Am I That's right. So in 2021, essentially 49% women had voted in favor of the Trinamool Congress as per the reports. So um, the women's support that is... That 51% for all the rest of them. BJP, left, Congress, etc. That's right. Et that's right. So, of course, women voters uh, play a very big role and Mamta Banerjee over the years, of course, uh, has put out schemes, especially for women, uh, to empower the women of West Bengal. So, that goes on to show how important the women vote bank is for the Trinamool Congress. Well, thank you, Shreyasi. It's been wonderful having you with me because I would have struggled even if I had read everything you said and even if I had read everything everybody said, I would have still struggled. So thank you very much. Plus, you sound a lot more convincing than I would have.